Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsburg, where your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. He got to be there in person, people, for the Timberwolves thrashing at the hands of James Harden and Joel Embiid and my Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I know the kids aren't maybe big Timberwolves fan, but could they get over the Minnesota bummer and enjoy what was happening on court? She wasn't real happy. Like my daughter wasn't super happy about the result. She's like, "Why are we losing so bad?" I'm like, "I'm like, have you seen this guy?" And uh, you know, I just kept pointing to him. Beat. I'm like, "He look, he's doing whatever." And the refing was was pretty one sided. It was awful. The crowd, as polite as Minnesota people are, the crowd was starting to turn there after a bit. Like there was just every charge was called as a blocking foul for us, and then then they they called some. Uh, defense of three seconds and it was just a, a cavalcade of falls to start things Did not get the home and it, it, no it didn't help that the sixers were making everything from deep by everybody and really it's maybe maybe i was there maybe andy was there for the start of maybe the next true dynasty in this uh in this league of ours although the well, nets got some good news too with the probable restrictions dropping in the in the state they play in so that uh Kyrie Irving can probably play a lot more home games down the stretch the east is going to be fun we never even really talk about how good the bucks are and the fact that they have a bunch of experience now under their belt and uh yeah the, the final four in the east is going to be banana land i'm very excited for the nba playoffs and yeah outside I think the of most important question though honestly game, yeah I was going to say, the most important question, I mean, your daughter for, got to shoot a free throw after the game. Did she make it? No, she was, she's like, the ball was so heavy. Because, you know, <laughs> she's playing with, like, some, you know, just trash ball that I won at, like, an arcade that's a lot lighter. She's like, it was so heavy, Dad. She hit the front of the rim. She caught front eye. A lot of kids were, were completely airballing. So I said, at least you hit the rim. And I took a video of it. And I said, we'll just show people. I'll, I'll just take a still of you shooting. We won't show people the video, but otherwise fun time. <laughs> They're giving away scarves, like the scarves that you have if you go to a soccer match that says like, yeah, you know, that's, that's a picking up over here with a non-soccer team. But we got a couple free scarves and they gave her a free book because it was for reading. So she had some prizes and whatnot. It was a good time. Good time had by all. And like I said, it, eh, whatever. Team got thrashed. It is what it is. That's it was a back could have been there for the beginning. I, I was yeah the beginning of the dynasty a lot of fun and yeah Harden Harden seems to be clicking right now and like I, I said to you in the DMs like uh, the last time I went to a basketball game my biggest takeaway was Boogie Hard Boogie Harden Boogie is just a horrible person <laughs> like just what every you don't see this when you're watching the game at home on the TV but like. I don't know, three possessions out of 10, he just hangs back to yell at the ref. Like, he's just the biggest whiner. That's all I took away from the game when we played the Hornets a couple years ago. And, uh, yeah, it was it would have been – he played for the Hornets, right? Or, excuse me, the Pelicans. So. Pelicans. Pelicans, yeah. Yeah, Boogie Cousins, this is how long ago. That was my last Timberwolves game. Boogie Cousins was playing basketball for the Pelicans. So my biggest takeaway here was definitely, like, Joel Embiid maybe the MVP for sure. Because he just moves people. Like, it's sick watching people try to defend him. Like, what are you going to do? Like, he just moves people. He's too big. He's, and he moves too fast for a guy that size. It was wild. So, seeing him seeing him was a treat. Like, 
Harden, whatever. He's a very good player. It was exciting to see his debut, but seeing Embiid do what he did is is nuts up close. It's astonishing, and it's, you know, not that he's gotten the level of Shaq yet, but it's the closest thing to that, that it's, you know, since Shaq. And if you don't remember Shaq, go back and watch some like Shaq Orlando, some Shaq early Los Angeles days. And, I mean, you're just looking at a seven foot two, seven foot three human being um, that's, you know, maybe 300 pounds moving as fast as anybody on the floor, jumping high, blocking shots, I mean, turning around and just dunking over people like it's nothing. And uh, you watch Embiid, it's a little smoother for him. He's not quite as dominating, but it's as close to, to that as we've seen in a long time. And it's just staggering to watch, it. again, hypothetically, a, a creature of the same species as us moving around like that at that size. Yeah, nuts to be, to be sure. Um, I paid attention to that game because I was there. Didn't really pay attention to NBA all weekend. Otherwise, the Lakers continue to be funny. I don't know. I I need my Bulls to win a few more games. But uh, I'll get back to it. I'll, I'm going to pay attention today despite conference tournament season starting. You got a couple bets in the association before you bid us adieu for the rest of the week. Alex is out the rest of the week. This is the only Alex you'll get. So you, the viewer, the listener, cherish this because it'll be till next Monday. It's true. I got to take a couple of days off. So it's just, you know, going to be Andy and I guess Matt. Who knows? I'm sure they'll have a cavalcade of guesses, but uh, that's, I don't know if the Sixers are going to win it all. But boy, it does feel like a good good chance. I mean, I, I'm trying not to be too optimistic, but they look pretty stinking good. And Harden is definitely uh, fit in much better than I thought he more quickly um, and more quickly than I thought he would. Pushing Tyrese Maxey down, the way he's been able to attack is huge. And at some point, Tobias Harris will wake up and start making some jump shots. And Maybe it'll all come together, but let's focus on the now. We've got seven games tonight in the association. A handful of games that could be pretty interesting. Your Bulls are playing the Heat. That could be kind of fun. Thought about maybe an over there, but that total's being bet down um, despite a particular mush that usually pushes things the other way. So curious to see what's going on there. Um, the two games that I did particularly like, though, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I actually played this at three and a half. It's up to four here. They're at home hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Cavaliers are having a bit of a cluster injury at guard here. There's no Darius Garland. Um, Karis LeVert, I believe, is going to be out tonight as well. But they continue to have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And as good as the Minnesota Timberwolves are, it's a really bad schedule spot for them. It's the first night of a back-to-back. They take a quick um, sleepover game, if you will, Andy. They probably won't even sleep over. They'll just go to Cleveland and go right back to Minnesota. That's like a nothing trip. But they have to yeah. do that real quick before playing the Warriors tomorrow. Um, so definitely a bit of a look-ahead spot there for them. And again, as long as Allen and Mobley are healthy, I'm going to continue to play the Cavaliers as dogs at home. So anything plus three or better looks good to me. And a game that I pretty much have at a pick them. Um, you know, again, I don't love the Cavaliers missing all their guards. That is problematic. Um, you know, you don't think of that, but it's kind of a new thing in the NBA with everybody getting hurt or sick all the time. So I'd like the Cavaliers here, plus three or better. And then the Spurs, team total over 114. This is kind of one of those cases where, you know, the Spurs are getting eight and a half. I have it a little closer to six, six and a half. The total's at 238. I have it a little closer to 240. So not necessarily a big enough edge for me to play the Spurs spread or the total, but kind of put the two together. And the team total over looks really nice here. Um, you know, again, I think this total should be closer to 241. Grizzlies and Spurs game have been among the, the highest scoring of any teams all year. The Spurs continue to push pace. The Grizzlies went healthy or happy to run with everybody. And, you know, without Brandon Clark, I think the defense will be a little bit more suspect tonight. Um, 
again, nice spot for the Spurs. Uh, you know, they took it, they gave everybody the night off the other night, so those guys should be back and fresh. I have the Spurs at 117 points, so a Spurs team total 114 or lower. I like a team total. I think that's my favorite my basketball favorite. bet from you. It's just cheering for one thing. Right like, I don't worry about I, – I guess I do like it when the uh, the other team were to turn the ball over. <clears throat> I like a great uh, – Less math, which is nice. Yeah, less less math, really. No adding, I, no subtracting. Just counting. It's just counting numbers. There um, There's the number. Only smaller <laughs> slate today. So we are getting into the spot where conference tournament season starts. Technically, there's a tournament that's starting today. Eh. So really, like – a tournament top, technically starts today. Yeah, they're like it's a tournament where the two, the top two seeds are like plus one ten and plus one ninety to win the tournament. The third seed has a chance. The fourth seed maybe. And today is just a single play-in game for the eight and nine. Like this is one where they let everybody into the tournament. And since there's nine teams, they needed a play-in game to see who plays the one seed and will get, you know, obliterated by Bryant. So a Bryant, Bryant will truck whoever wins today. So technically the NEC tournament starts today because this is damn near March. We're close. This is still February, but tournament season starts today. So teams are starting to ramp down. There are some, there are quite a few conferences whose schedule for the tournament or for the regular season is over. That's why we'll see some weird scheduling from here on out. You'll see some day games, people who love betting on day games. This is your two weeks. There's going to be a lot of games starting at noon, one o'clock Eastern. So enjoy that as we go over the next couple of weeks. So just one pick for me today as I try to, I don't know, <laughs> get, get something going here. I, I complained a little over the weekend. I mean, some of it's bad luck, some of it's bad picks, but boy, the, my totals have been something. I had a under 140 and a half Alex that uh, was 56 all very late, ended up going to overtime, massive overtime, <laughs> five minutes, 31 points. I think something along those lines. So That's brutal. it's, it's it's been it's been brutal it's been a tough stretch for the last few weeks hopefully i can make some money here on conference tournaments i enjoy this part but uh at nc central over 139 this total is actually a little higher than the total in the game that uh we landed on when these two teams played each other what was it three four weeks ago it's been almost a month now so uh, NC Central hosted Norfolk State, landed on 137. I have this in the low 140s here. NC Central is a very good offense for the conference. It's not a very good conference, the MEAC, but they are facing the best offense in the conference in Norfolk as far as efficiency goes, and their defense kind of stinks. I think Norfolk can definitely put up 75, 80 points in a spot like this. I just need NC Central to pull their weight here. And uh, NC, especially with the the better team, the Norfolk States of the Worlds, not being very good at forcing turnovers and not turning the ball over much themselves, having a high effective field goal percentage. I know their defense is kind of tough, but I think we can get to about 140. You know, I'm calling it 144 in this one. I think that's where I'm landing on it. And that's it. That is it. That's it. One shot. Like you said, I mean, you're a little. You said your totals have been great. I like it. You're trusting it right back to the well. Yeah, just right, right back, firing away. Speaking of things not quite ending well, Marie Buzkova goes up a break in the first set. 
gives it up to Sloan Stevens, gets the second set, gets summarily put away pretty quickly there in the third set. So uh, our outright did get to the final. If you were a gardener, you locked in some nice value. I went back and looked. Overall, I think hedging is still a little behind. If you had hedged the Ostapenko um, outright, I think you gave up a little more than you got back maybe this time. But I've been going back through and looking. I'm curious to see um, kind, of, kind of as these things go, how the hedging goes. But always nice to get some value. We continue to have success. I think I have to go back and look. I think I've had an outright in the quarterfinal or better every tournament, but just one win on the year. We'll try again. Um, we get you to know the annoying part real quick, Alex? Mm. The annoying part is like the effort you got against our girl. What do you get that, like twice a year from her? <laughs> like, just, it's. I mean, she played well this week. Uh, but you just don't see that level from her but a, a couple times a year anymore. It sucked that it was just, it had to be like, oh, she's going to redline this week and then she's going to lose her next six matches. Well, it's even just like the week during the match. I mean, there were certain points during the match where Sloan Stevens did look pretty disinterested and then all of a sudden snapped into playing, you know, for, you know, the tennis we've seen of a former top five player in the world, our buddy Brett and I were um, commiserating in the DMs a little bit as that was happening. But we'll try again. The WTA is still in Mexico. They are in France. I don't have anything in Lyon. That tournament is a mess. I spent like two days trying to figure it out. It just makes my head hurt. I didn't really have anything to bet there. But Monterey starts this afternoon. So the outright markets will actually still be open. Let me just double check when matches start here. But um, you should have some time to get these in. Looks like it's 2 p.m. Eastern. And, you know, again, even if you don't get these in before play starts, things will reopen tonight. There's just a couple first round matches today. But four outright picks for us in Monterey. Um, we'll start here. Um, Wang Jiang and Zhang Quinyan. Again, I'm not sure there's another Wang or another Zhang in this tournament, but always good to kind of double check. And as you look, the two of them pretty close to each other down in the fourth quarter. And we're going against Sloan Stevens here a little bit and Layla Annie Fernandez. Indian Wells is coming up. And a lot of these players might be here to get a warm-up match or two underway, maybe collect a check, and then head to California to get comfortable for you know what is really one of the biggest, if not the biggest, non-Grand Slam tournaments of the year. So in an attempt to try to fade players like that, you look down here in this quarter at Wang Jiang playing much better tennis. Um was pretty solid in Monterey. Um, I believe lost in the semifinals. Um, really happy with kind of her form and needs to continue to win tournaments, honestly, to get some of her ranking points back. I don't think she is looking forward to Indian Wells here. She's 20 to 1. Sang Quinn Yan doesn't have a rank high enough, honestly, to get pushed into Indian Wells. So, again, this is a perfect spot for someone like her. Um, look at their draw. Easy first round matches for each. And then they would have Sloan Stevens or Fernandez there in the second round. I'm actually curious to see if Stevens actually even shows up. This would be an easy spot for her to kind of withdraw here and again head to Indian Wells. Fernandez probably plays a match or two, but um, you know, whether it be Zhang or Wang, I'll have two shots at her again and what should be kind of a look ahead week for her. So we'll grab them. Potapova sits all the way there at the top half of the draw. And this one could be over quickly. And we'll talk a little bit more about her first round opponent in a second. But if she can get past the number one seed this week, has a really nice open quarter and a nice shot to the finals, as does a young German in the second quarter, Jewel, not Julie, as much as I continue to mess this up, Jewel Niemeyer, um, the young German, came through qualifying, has Heather Watson, who, although generally plays well in Mexico, has just been kind of lost this week. Just a really nice quarter. Again, the top half is where you want to be. So we'll take Potapova and Nehemiah there in the top, and then Wong and Zhang down in the bottom. Um, these are all prices you should be able to find. Look for this number or better. There is some prices slightly better than that, but try to stay close to, again, 20, 25, 30, and 40 in Monterey for the outrights.
in Monterey. That's a different one. <clears throat> Quick Monterey story. I was in Napa two years ago, and you or somebody else who bets a lot of WTA was posting about Monterey, and I think somebody had posted like a picture, and I'm like, I'm like, we're not that far from Monterey, because I, I had been looking at a map. I'm like, we should see if we can go get tickets for the WTA, but it's uh, it would have been funny. You were very far away. To, it turns out, yeah, it would have been funny if I drove to Monterey, <laughs> California, rather than Mexico, and found I would have still had fun. It's a nice city. It's I just would city. not have. I would have not have no found tennis. a golf or a tennis tournament that day. Got some single match picks, and apologies, I, I biffed the headlines here a little bit. Um, this first match here up at the top is WTA Leon. This is a French event. This match will be, I believe, early tomorrow morning. I'm going to double-check the time here quickly. Again, all these things are kind of floating in the air, but it looks like it could be tomorrow as early as 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. Kanye Bolter is actually today. Bogdan is tomorrow. So Kanye Bolter actually starts just about an hour or so after we finish Maybe a little bit later than that. Katie Balter coming up through qualifying. Goes against Anna Kanyu. Kanyu, a very solid player, so we'll be back quite a bit. But it's gotten to be a little bit ahead of her value um, in terms of what I'm seeing in the market here. Didn't look particularly great last week. If just a tough spot to come in here again after a bad week and coming to having to play Balter, who is in pretty solid form here. So grab Balter plus 200 as well as plus four games. I had this closer to like plus 160 and maybe like a juicy plus three and a half or plus three. So really like these numbers here again for the qualifying. Anna Bogdan is going to play against Diana Yastremska. And with all due respect to Diana Yastremska and what's happening in her home country and kind of what she's had to deal with getting out to be here to play this tournament, a really tough spot for her and just taking too much money here. Bogdan, a very underrated player when you start to look at some of kind of her underlying numbers and her performances. I have this match closer to a pick em. So Bogdan, anything plus 110 or better looks good. Some single bets in Monterey. Um, again, double-checking the schedule here. Nehemiah does play this afternoon. Um, that'll be about three hours or so after you finish. So you've got some time to get that in there. Um, Nehemiah, minus 120. Look for that or better. Again, came through qualifying here. Should be in solid form. Goes against Heather Watson, who I mentioned. Solid opponent, but again, not playing very good tennis here. Maybe Watson has a nice day serving. This match is close, but I think Nehemiah really puts her away. We're going to fade Madison Keys. Again, you know, the Indian Wells look ahead is a real thing. Madison Keys is as hot and cold as any tennis player, which she's good. She's what we saw the first couple weeks of the season. Nearly unstoppable yeah. for the first months of the season. And then at some point, things kind of unravel a little bit, and whether it be her attention um, or kind of her physical shape, depending on how she changes up her workouts and things, it's odd. Things just kind of drop off, and I think this is a great week um, to kind of go against her here. She, you know, again, could absolutely beat the pants off of Petra Martic, who hasn't been playing a kind of inspiring tennis, but she played tomorrow, and there's no way this should be plus 375. I don't think this should be even like plus 250. I think given kind of the erratic nature of Keys, the way Marduk has been playing better, honestly, over the last week or so, despite kind of a down season, this is just a really nice number, plus 375. And Potapova, we took her outright, but we're also going to take her here in the first round against Alina Svitolina. Again, I'll do apologies to the Ukrainian. But again, look ahead spot for Indian Wells. A ton of other stuff going on in her life, obviously, and just not a spot where I expect her to be her most focused and playing her best tennis. So Potapova, again, even before considering all that stuff, I have this match closer to plus 180 and plus four games instead of the four and a half we're getting here. So Potapova plus 240 and plus four and a half. Um, 
those I believe are tomorrow. Yeah, I hate betting against Ukrainian, but if you needed one little thing to push you over, like there, I mean, anyone from the Ukraine, their mind can't be totally focused on tennis right now with the stuff that's going on back home. I mean, even like Yastremska post pictures of herself, like she was in the country. I'd be terrified to be in that country right now. That's just it's it's just wild. Like in I don't know, it just feels like some of the stuff you're seeing is like it feels like you're seeing World War II historical footage like seeing you know seeing air raid sirens on in this time day and age feels like something we shouldn't probably have anymore guys come on chill out Putin if you're watching it's not great um I don't think there's a there might be a Ukrainian tennis golf player I'm sure there are none here though although there was a bit of an angle people were fading Europeans especially the Europeans who came over um and played on the first week and it's a bit of a fake Austrian, but Austrian did win. Sepp Straka <laughs> took home uh, took home the title, and uh, very weird, very weird final round with Daniel Berger kind of melting. Everyone looking like Shane Lowry was going to get it done, and then it rained, and then Straka hit some nice shots. Berger didn't hit his, and the rest is history. And that's uh, that's your winner. We head to Bay Hill. Yeah, Dan points out he's American. He plays under the. Austrian flag. He went to Georgia. He's essentially he's Hudson Swafford with an Austrian flag in front of his name. He's Harris English. He's the same guy. They're all the same guy. All the Georgia guys. <laughs> if, if, if you didn't really watch golf, they all look almost identical. There's like Keith Mitchell. All 15 Georgia guys look the same. Me and Frank always talk about this. They're all the same person. It's like Stepford Wife shit. But either way, Arnold Palmer Bay Hill great tournament i talked about last week the field wasn't as good because the the payout isn't as good the purse was a little smaller this is a bigger purse obviously we have this and the players coming up two big purses so the field is much better much tougher rom's back um you're not going to see sung jm as the chalky favorite here he's like 30 to 1 rather than the 10 to 1 some places open now i will say i've not placed any of these outright yet i usually will wait i might Fire on a couple if I think they're going to move. I just shopped the four that I liked off the bat, found the best of the number. Hovland at 20 to 1, I will play. I will play that today. I'm not waiting on that. The other ones, I'm going to wait to see maybe what uh, bookmaker comes up with on Leishman and uh, Burns. But <clears throat> Victor Hovland is just one of the best golfers in the world. He, he got fourth at the Genesis. He won Mayakoba, I don't know, a couple months ago. It's a weird one on the Paspalum. He finished top five at the Tour Championship. He was top five in just everything last year. Uh, didn't play all that well here. He just didn't gain much on the greens. And if people look at him and say, ah, oh, he's not great on Bermuda, I just don't think we have a big enough sample to really say that. He's a good enough golfer, and there's some 16s out there. So I found a 20. This is one I like quite a bit. Uh, Leishman is more of a, hey, this, I mean, Leishman and Burns, it's the same thing. These guys are good on Bermuda. They're very good compared to their their baseline putting. They're, they're I mean, it's Bermuda Burns. And Bermuda Leishman, I guess, too, if you want to go that way. He actually missed the cut here. He he putted very well last year. Missed the cut, though, because the rest of his game stunk. Uh, Sam Burns might actually be in the same boat. I'm going to look at what he did. Yeah, both of these guys missed cut last year. But Sam Burns, not playing so hot right now. I think that's why you're getting a better number on him. He missed cut Farmers Phoenix Genesis. A uh, little trouble 
basically with his ball striking and the putting hasn't been great, but he's not too removed from like an eight or 10 stretch tournament stretch where I think his worst finish there between the, yeah, between St. Jude and the century, his worst finish was 21st over nine tournaments. The guy can get back into form 50 to one feels a little low on a guy who loves to feel his way around these, these type of greens. And then Brendan Todd is just a dumb flyer on another guy that can putt well in Bermuda has played okay in the past at uh, this tournament. He did. Oh, you know, all right for a guy of his name, you know, his standing. He gained a lot on the green. So at the Honda, he gained a lot at the Phoenix open. If he can get hot with the putter here, he has played well at some of these tournaments in the past, this part of the stretch, I think and this, you know, getting a little further, but he did really well. I think he top 10 at the Charles Schwab last year played well later in the summer at the Phoenix. He's capable of being up there. This is one where I will absolutely have him in some of my positional stuff, top 20, top 30 kind of prices. That's what saved my card last night. Like outrights, obviously I didn't have Sepp Strzok. All my outrights lost. So three units there. Tournament matchups went Only one, one guy three. Sepp Straka. Yeah. Yeah, so tournament matchups went like one and three. So there you're down to a 2.2 units, 2.3 units there. Daily stuff did okay. In fact, daily stuff did good, but it was those top 30 bets. Like, I think I hit three top 30 bets that paid three to one or better. Like, that's uh, that's how you make make your stuff. So you make up for the rest of your stuff. So I'll have more of those, although it was last week was just such a good week to take some big numbers on some names in a shitty field with high variance. This is a much tougher course to probably find yourself some top 20s with the uh, with the heavy, heavy field here. I like it. I otherwise, it. otherwise, yeah, more golf stuff out this week. I'll be betting it uh, again. I'll have an article again with my whole my whole card again, as I hopefully have time to do daily picks for the whole four days. I just did Thursday and Friday, and then got busy with life. And I would, I guess, who knows? Maybe I'd have done poorly, but that was the best part of my card was the daily stuff. So, more daily picks this week. And uh, <laughs> with that. If you're going to miss Alex, hit the thumbs up in the YouTube. We'll see him again in a while, and we'll catch you back here tomorrow.